I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Kia ora everyone. Welcome back to your bona fide favorite pop culture podcast. You're joined by Belle, who... Oh, and Lucy, duh. But we didn't really um, introduce you last week properly or mention where Laura was. Ruby was like to me, yeah, you just rocked on the mic with Belle. (laughs) And then we didn't really tell anyone where Laura was. So everyone, London Laura, famed co-host of Culture Vulture. Um, You might know this, but she's studying at Oxford. No big deal. No biggie. And she also has a full-time job and... It basically got to the point where she was doing the most. She didn't want to stop doing Culture Vulture, but I really think she was owed a bit of a break. So we now have Belle on. Belle, weekly. Yay. Gorgeous to be here. And also, like, huge boots to fill. Huge tag team energy, right? Of, like, yeah. No, tag team? (gasps) I mean, like, passing the baton. (laughs) The baton? Is it? No, it's it. (laughs) In French, please. One more time in French. Wait, is it not passing the baton? <laughs> oh my god! Wait, now you're freaking me out. Well, no, I'm it's not... baton. Okay. Like a baton, really. Baton? Maybe it could be baton. No, why would I say baton? Why are we unhinging? Um, from one worn-out woman to another, <laughs> it just feels right that yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. all the girlies in the Siski universe just kind of help each other yes. out. Yes. So now we have Belle here every week, which is great because, as you all know, we live in the same house. Um, famously right now we're sitting in what Belle just called the Sahara Desert because <laughs> she's trying to dry her clothes at the moment, which means we've had to put some heating on because this is boring for you all, but it's very like humid here. Nothing dries that easily. Um, and so it's just always incredibly hot when we're recording these podcasts. Yeah. We're also in our DIY podcast studio, which we reference every week, yep. but it's just so funny yeah. to be sitting, um, on our weird velour couch yes. covered in a duvet. Almost covered this. in wine. Yeah. You, will, you will have all read about me getting the wine out of the couch. Covered in all of our sins, but here present with a really like meaty topic to like delve into today with the gorgeous inflection of our local dog barking. This dog, I know we talk about it every week. I talk about we it every need week. A, we, need, we need new things we to need, talk about. We need but, new things to talk about. We need a, a room to record this in. Yeah. Like just a quiet room. Yeah, is all a girl can If ask. anyone's in Lisbon, and like we don't need a fucking $400 room with an engineer. Yeah. We just need a quiet room with preferably carpet. Honestly, I've been thinking about going on the dating apps and finding a match. And my prerequisite for the match isn't gorge, outgoing, fun, we'll buy you a lovely wine at a natural wine bar. It's do you have a soundproof room? Yes. That's my new, maybe that's my new quest. I think it might be. I think. Must not own dog. 
must not own yapping dog and have a carpeted room. Like, do you feel like the Avery, like the bird Avery, people like hearing a bird in the background. It's That's quite okay. tranquil. Yeah. A fucking yapping dog. Yeah, this will drive you insane. But I say this every week, we're real life women. Yes. And I feel like you all get it. You get us. You appreciate it, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Let's maybe. go with yes. Let's go with yes. But anyway, back to what we're talking about this week. Obviously, we have Ruby's gorgeous should we cares that we will discuss whether we care about them or not. But one of the stories that she wrote about we felt like was more of a bigger discussion than just do we care or not. It's about Matthew Perry. As we all know, he passed away earlier in the week. And for some reason, not for some reason, but it just really rocked us. And we thought we should have a bit of a conversation about mourning celebrities and why it's like not strange to do and why it hits so close to the bone and just a bit of a chat about Matthew Perry and the legacy he left and the legacy he wanted to leave and how it makes us all feel. But first, Belle, yes. I need to know what described your week. Okay, well, you may hear a slight husk in the voice. I feel like every time I'm on this podcast, I'm saying that I'm hungover. I'm not, Yeah, which feels honestly incredible to say. Um, but my word of the week is transit, which sounds kind of boring. But I went to Amsterdam last week to see one of my besties who got engaged and kind of revisit my old life there. I used to sort of live there before um, the pandemic. And so... I spent a lot of time on trains, yeah. um, just hooning around, being a little bit drunk in a train station on Halloween, which was hilarious. And I wrote about it in Chimes this week, which you'll hear about. Um, and I always just feel kind of like romantic about life when I'm on a train. Yes. Like, yes. You're sort of gazing out the window. You're like thinking about everyone's life around you. Yeah. And it gave me a lot of time to think, which is great because we're writing a book. Turns out that requires a lot. Oh. <laughs> Turns out, guys, it's really hard. It's so hard. Um, if you could help us do it, that would be amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, and I haven't like traveled a lot, a lot like this since you know, before the pandemic. So it's like an old muscle I'm sort of yeah. remembering. But yeah, falling in love, back in love with trains and then out of love with flying. Like, I just don't want to do it anymore. Oh, I mean, Belle and I could talk for days oh. about how flying's not the same anymore. We probably have. Yeah, we probably have. Another thing you're probably sick of. But yeah, I, it was really just like special to, it's really similar to when you went to London and like yeah. reconnected with your gals and um, just made me feel like really lucky to have friendships that last long distance and a long time. Yes. Okay, one thing I'll say. Yeah. Do you feel like, when I think about people that travel for work so often, yeah, I've started being like, how do you do this? Because when I get back, yeah. similar to you, it takes me a little bit to recover. Like yeah. just from a set, there could be no time difference. No. You get back and you're like, I actually cannot get up this morning. Yes. Like- I felt that when I got home from London, I was just like, I feel like I need a day off yeah. to like recover. No, I feel exactly that. You may be able to tell in my voice, like, <laughs> like is this COVID yes. in my lungs from the plane? Oh. Yeah, I know. I, know. I actually met a woman the other day whose husband travels from Cash Cash to oh. London and back. Like, he works there four times, four, four days on and then flies back every week. Couldn't do it. Could do it. it. Terrible for the environment, which I did tell her, and and um, we <laughs> talked about her carbon offsetting plan. Oh, but, <laughs> I love that. Anyway, 
That's my transit story. What transit. about you? Okay. What described your week? My week is described my month by rugby. Just I like just <laughs> this. It's, it's no like too much rugby. If I come home, there's a fucking All Blacks jersey <laughs> framed up on the wall. I'm dumping you. This is over. No, it's like it is really crazy. It's kind of been the way I've been social for the last. I don't know, month. But it's funny because Belle and I watched a game in Lyon, like VIP vibes, oh very God. much VIP. And they – honestly, the VIP All Blacks that they brought to watch it with us, we're looking at you, Richie McCaw. Yeah. Not giving what needed to be given considering yeah. we won by about 90 points on that game. Yeah. I felt a little bit um, like I missed out on, on some – Yes. It, like – Where's the chat? Where's the yes. banter? Why aren't you fascinated with two, two de- random, <laughs> devoted rugby fans? Yeah, we did overcompensate on the bus oh, on the yeah. way home. It's a story for another time. It's a hilarious story for another time. <laughs> then I watched a game in London, um, New Zealand versus Ireland, when I was there with all my friends in a pub. And, like, that was fine and it was fun. It was... Like, I watched less of the game and talked more to my friends, as per. And then watched one, watched two in Lisbon. Honestly, what the hell? You're like, you're my jock friend. You, you, you're friend. officially my jock friend. The jock friend. But it's just because, honestly, well, now that the rugby's over, I'm like, what else do people do? How we, else do people go out? We get into local football. Yeah. the next quest. Next quest, yeah. going to football matches, yeah. watching football matches. Yeah. Great. So we'll keep you, everyone in the loop with that yeah we're still in our jock era some more than others i'm looking at you Liz. yeah slightly more but honestly not by choice really <laughs> just by loneliness and wanting to be social um oh i just have to say the bar that i went to watch the final in it was the sweetiest bar like Everyone, they'd let in way too many people. Everyone was, like was pushed up against room. each other. Yes. The windows weren't open. Everyone was just dripping in sweat. I, I had to go outside. We, like, me and my friends left because, sorry, they do not make, that was not a nice viewing experience. Yeah. And then we lost, so. We'll be anyway. letting Richie know about that. Yeah. Hey, Richie, can you just fix this? Hey, hun, um, small piece of feedback. <laughs> too hot in the bars in Lisboa. No. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, we have a beautiful should we care from Ruby, as per usual. The first one, Belle might be outed, actually. Oh, no. I'm going to... No. Taylor okay. Swift's... Um, 1989. Re-recording. Have you listened to it? No, but I know about it. Okay. So that's fine. And I've only listened to it once because I'm not going to lie. It wasn't my fave. It was a bit... But people are saying that it was a bit flatter on Spotify than it is on like Apple Music or Dolby something. And because it sounded really flat. Okay. Like... Do you think she's just like doing too many of them? Well, I mean, she has to do them all so she can own them all. 
Let's do you know yeah. why she yeah. yeah. <laughs> Babe, do you know why she does that? Hey hun, I'm so Taylor no. Swift is a musician. I'm here to represent You're actually going to see Taylor Swift. I know, I know, I know, I know. So I'm not a Swifty, I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. However, I'm deeply invested. Yes. In pop culture. Yeah. So I, yeah, for all the listeners out there who might think that I'm extremely uncool because I don't know, I'm also representing the every woman who just has run out of time. You're the local Michael Moore representing the every every woman, every man. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, so the thing about this one is, okay, she said it was her favorite re-recording. And that's fine. But it's the vault tracks that have everyone talking. So the vault tracks are ones that never got onto the original album. And they've been stuck in the vault. And then she takes out these songs that were never released and adds them to the new album. So the vault tracks are called Slut, Is It Over Now, Now That We Don't Talk, Say Don't Go, and Suburban Legend. Kind of a great name for a song. And... Essentially, a lot of them seem to be about Harry Styles, which I'm obsessed with, obviously. Naturally. So take us back to the time and place no. when this was. Seriously. Everything. Did you, okay, did you see anywhere online back in, oh, I can't remember if it was, tw- I think 2012 to early 2013, the Harry Styles and Taylor Swift photos. Like, did that come across? Yes, it did. Okay, it did. Okay. And the, the scarf hiding the yes. stitches. Yeah. So there's a lot of lore. There's a lot of Haler lore. And honestly, good on Taylor Swift for not releasing all these vault songs that basically rip Harry a new one, like, back then when they yeah. just broke up. Like, respect Respect on her name. Actually, that. learning a lot here, which is write something incredible, withhold it until you're yeah. fully phoenixed, and yeah. then release it in hindsight. Like, oh, good. When you're yeah. actually kind of friends with the person. Yeah. Like, there is no, no pun intended, bad blood between Harry and Taylor, I don't think. And even these songs have sort of been taken in good fun. Like, I'm seeing a lot of memes about. Like, usually no one is allowed to roast Harry Styles online. Everyone will be like, fuck you, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. But these songs are like, I don't know. I feel like people have taken them in good in good fun. Which I love because I think there's something actually so um, kind of evolved and funny yes. about, like, if I'm thinking in real life, running into your ex and you're on good terms and you sort of laugh about, yes. like, your breakup or, like, dumb things that happened yes. in your relationship. It's like funny and, and imagine being really famous and then getting even more famous both of you yeah. and being able to look back and be like remember when we were kids yeah remember yeah. when you had the breaks too soon 20 stitches in a hospital room you won't know that but it's no i i do <gasps> no sorry sorry i'm like okay everyone i'm making Belle seem like less of a swifty than she actually is actually we got covered together at a taylor swift themed party yeah in and, new zealand and you made me train for it yes. and i did i had a week and i went all in it was no. it was taylor and olivia rodrigo yes and oh it was Belle getting in her like gen z pop era yeah i also sound like i'm about 70 years old when you explain <laughs> no. this but <laughs> no no. Oh, yep. The dogs. The dog heard that. The yeah. dog thought we were funny. Thank you. Anyway, you can go and read and look at so many deep dives in the lyrics. There's, there's like references to a blue dress where she's sitting on a boat, and there's a famous photo of her sitting on a boat in a blue dress after they broke up. There's more references to the snowmobile accident that people have put two and two together and said that Harry and Taylor got in that accident together. I don't know. There's just a lot about Harry. There's things about him growing his hair long. 
um, dating new models, dating women with blue eyes that sort of look like her. There's, it's like obviously they're about Harry and I just love it. I love what you said about like there's something funny about them meeting up over wine in New York and like yes, laughing yes. about these. Or like the text she's probably sent to him being yeah. like, bro, hey, these um, are coming. Um, just thank you, Lucky Stars. I didn't release them back then. Yes. It's like so um, living well is the best revenge. Yeah. Like revenge is so dark and murky when you do it in the moment. Yes. But when you've like time has passed and you're all good, it's so yeah. good. Oh, it's taking me back to own the feels. Uh, oh. We did an episode about revenge and it was like, don't go and get revenge on them. Work on you. Yeah. And that's the best revenge. Yes. And then this is what she's done. She's not gone and attacked him. She's just waited, waited, waited. Released these songs, and now it's all kind of funny. I'm going to draw a wild parallel, okay. which is definitely going to make me sound 70 years old. Okay. But the way, like, some of the outfits that Taylor wears is, like, are super iconic. Like, yeah. you're talking about the blue dress yeah. on the boat or something. It kind of reminds me of Lady Di, like Princess Diana. Okay. you always bring up Lady Di. I'm like, I don't know enough about that bitch. <sighs> I like, okay. love her for the record. Love her. Yeah, she's obviously my favorite famous person. And maybe I'm thinking about it a lot because The Crown is coming out. The final Do you watch the crown? Of the crown? Yeah, because I'm 70 years old. Oh my old. God, this is great for culture vulture. And, and Brandy's and Brandy and Dry is my favorite yeah. drink. She's like my mom. <laughs> maybe I'll invest in a smoking jacket. Anyway, I'm kidding. But it just like. The idea of tying your songs and, and pop culture moments to outfits mm. to really like kind of timestamp a moment is so yeah. key. And I it feels like what Lady Di was robbed of doing yes. to writing about um, Prince Charles. Yes. Yeah. And like writing about how she felt in the black revenge dress yes. and, and the bike shorts and the like. You know. Yeah, I know. See? I've seen you the fash. And Taylor yeah. Swift is actually the queen of every era has a new look, a yeah. new feel. A new yeah. Outfit. Yeah. So do you care about this? I do because of what we just mentioned, like yeah. success, like revenge served yes. in the most actually gorgeous way, and it's not surprising to me that Taylor Swift pulls us off. Absolutely, know? and it's and it's also like if she tried to do this back in the early 2010s when yeah. everyone was calling her a snake, yeah. and like people being like, "Why the fuck is she singing about Harry like that?" Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, no, she has evolved. She's grown us as fans with her like yeah. she's been doing the work I yeah reckon. she has been she's been working it all out on the mat yep and so thanks taylor and love you harry um okay the next one this i wonder if you tried to explain this to a what do i always say victorian child <laughs> <laughs> maybe this is like okay gonna be like what it's like explaining it to you people are not stoked about how stoked Charlie D'Amelio looks while pretending to work at Walmart. Kind of makes sense? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get, I, I'm following. So everyone, Charlie D'Amelio, I think she's past her peak, but like she was the most famous TikToker. Yeah. Still has like, okay, either 100 million or 200 million or something followers on TikTok crazy, super cute. Like she seems nice. I don't know. Describe her vibe. 19 years old, dark hair, dancer, likes to play with slime still, seems quite innocent, soft-spoken. Okay. Dates Landon Barker, um, Travis Barker's son. Yes. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. My so, idol drummer. Yeah. kind of like a little Kardashian. Okay. But sweet and cute. Um, anyway, Charlie was seen at Walmart, dressed in a Walmart outfit, and... Um, 
as a promotion for the family's new line of popcorn that's dropped at Walmart. Oh my, oh, as I live and breathe. No, and look, Ruby did right, and this is so Rubes. Despite the randomness, the flavours actually sound pretty yum. Cotton candy, garlic parmesan, and maple bacon popcorn. Okay, to me, garlic parmesan sounds okay, but the other ones... Disgusting. I'm not really a sweet tooth. This I know. So, anyway, not that it's about me. Not that, not that <laughs> Personally, um, just back to me. Personally, if I was in the focus group. <laughs> no, so anyway, and I saw this on Twitter, and I actually sent it to Ruby being like, can we talk about this for Should I Care? Because, first of all, it's one, it's not that serious. Like, it's, I get it, it's promo. But two, the backlash to it, because obviously everyone online is like super fucking triggered all the time. But I kind of got it in this point. Um... The backlash was not good. It was kind of like, why do rich people enjoy cosplaying the broke? Oh. She's making fun of real people's jobs who yes. make low income. Bravo. And then um, I feel like this makes a mockery of the working class jobs, but okay. Because she's like looking real stoked by like um, swiping people's shit and like putting right. it through the checkout. And so... Like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. Yeah. Like, finding the barcodes. It's like, bitch, you've done it for 45 yeah. minutes. Like, this is yeah. people's real life. Yeah. So I actually got that um, backlash. I like understood it because, I don't know, there's... So, it's, so, it's just out of touch. It's like undercover boss, but you're a pop star and yeah. you get to leave at the end of the day and yes. not like deal with any of the repercussions. Ruby actually wrote a really good thing in this. I don't know if you ever saw the Kardashian episode where Chris and Kylie go to the grocery store and they're looking around like, oh my God, this is so normal. Like, look at this, look at this. Let's get this, let's get this. Because they don't do their own grocery shopping, obviously. <sighs> no. And then also it reminded me of... You need but, to watch that. Yeah, you do. But this was a different circumstance. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the photos of Lana Del Rey. Yes, that's what I was going to bring up. In the Waffle House uniform. But then we finally found out why she was wearing the Waffle House uniform. Do you know why? No, I never got to the bottom Neither of that. Neither did I. Well, for so long it was, it was a mystery. Yeah. yeah. And so turns out she'd just been at Waffle House for like three hours with friends. And then some of the people came over and were like, do you want to put on uniforms? And really? they're like, fuck yeah, that seems funny. And then they took photos. Okay. So that feels different. Yeah. Also, I'm a bit of a Lana apologist. Like, I love Lana Del Rey. So. No, no. I did read in, like, one of the comments, she was like, I wish my album went as viral as that fucking photo of me in a waffle outfit. Yes. That's actually so true. And virality does not, what's the word? Translate. Yeah. yeah. Translate into like real life sales, success. Real life success. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Gumption. Everyone can go f- viral fandom. these days. Probably another episode we could do on that. Anyway, do you care about Charlie D'Amelio <laughs> looking stoked in the Walmart? I do love taking down rich people trying to like basically experience what it's like to be a normal human out in the world yeah so in that respect i care because yeah. it's like no how is this cost of living crisis you're yes. like kind of glamorizing this experience yes. like it's a ride you could take at disneyland of like yeah. experience what it's like to be like middle to lower class it's like oh. and all to sell your maple bacon poppy yeah <laughs> which is like your poppy. yeah sorry no of course popcorn poppy um, can we make that a thing? Hey, I'm going to the movies. I'm just going to have some poppy. No, that's no, yuck. I hate it. horrible. But points for trying. Thank you. So is it annoying for me to say mostly no, but a little bit yes? Yeah. yeah. It's not annoying at all. Yeah. It's just honest. Yeah. And one, we didn't actually have this on the should we gears, but 
I also want to know if you saw this. Did you see Northwest dressed up as Kanye West's the the teddy bear in the graduation? Oh album? my god, yes. Um, I have been saying. Yeah, what did you think? I thought it was really cute. I've been seeing a lot of commentary about this, and I agree. People saying that like Kim Kardashian is actually a fucking good mum because she's obviously kept the kids so sheltered from what has happened to Kanye and all the unhinged and terrible shit that's happened with him that they still respect him and look up to him. And I've been seeing all these TikToks that are like people with daddy issues, like um, like me crying seeing Northwest dress up like as one of Kanye's sort of, I don't know, symbols and I don't know. Kind of respect for Kim. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I agree. Agree. Heavy agree. Tick. And now. And now. <laughs> and <Lord>. now. <laughs> so hard to transition from like these frivolous, like, should we cares <gasps> to like the most gut wrenching news that we could get in the celebrity realm. Well, I don't even know that it would be gut wrenching, actually. The death of Matthew Perry, who we all know mostly as one of the stars of Friends, Chandler Bing, the one that I always related the most to. Did you? Who did you? Um, who do you think? Um, this is going to be telling. Oh, okay. Rachel, because of the chicness. Oh, stop. But kind of Chandler because of the sarcasm as well. Okay. No, that's a yeah, great mix. That's, yeah. You read me for filth. Yeah, that's perfect. Chandler was my favourite. Yeah. Did, were you a friends um, watcher? I wouldn't say average. Like yeah. I grew up in a house that like didn't really kind of engage with pop culture. Yeah, and um, was watching Country Calendar instead. Yeah. But I definitely watched it, and it's my comfort watch. Yes, hungover. I'm the same. Yeah. I haven't watched it like start to finish, but I've yeah. definitely seen every episode by virtue of Osmosis. it's always on. Yes, yeah. and like even when Rubes and I went to New York last year, we turn on the TV. There's always on Friends one channel playing. Friends is playing. Like I just feel like it was a monolith, a cultural, yeah. like ever present. It, it was the monoculture. It really it was, was back when we all knew of the one thing that was on telly. Yes. And it was Friends. And that's why this death has felt so close to so many people across so many generations. Yes. And so it's also how like most people I meet in foreign countries with great English learned English. Yes. They watched Friends yeah. and they had subtitles on or they just... And they always have like a slight accent. Yeah. Yep. Like American accent. Yes. No, I agree. So just to give anyone that hasn't heard, which I'm sure most of you have by now, um, the details... Matthew Perry was 54 years old and he was found... Um, dead in his hot tub in an apparent drowning or what's been called a water emergency. What we know about Matthew is that he'd struggled with drug and alcohol addiction for most of his career, which was actually brought on by a jet ski accident in 97, which led to his addiction with painkillers. He once said that he'd actually spent more than half of his life in rehab and in treatment facilities for this. Crazy. Nine million he estimated to spend on trying to get sober. Oh my God. And then, so he wrote his memoir that was released last year, which in quite a jarring way feels like, not a preparation for this, but feels like a playbook for when 
or if he did die. He actually wrote about how he wanted to be remembered, which I thought we'd talk about now, sort of at the start, so that when we're making frivolous comments about him being in Friends or Seventeen again, um, you all know that we also understand the other things that he did. So he said, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life. I'm still working through it personally, but the best thing about me is that if an alcohol or drug addict comes up to me and says, will you help me? I will always say, yes, I know how to do that. I will do that for you, even if I can't always do it for myself. So I do that whenever I can, in groups or one-on-one. Just pause here. Um, Not that you're even talking. (laughs) Pause yourself, Lucy. Hank Azaria, I saw a video on TikTok, who I know best as he voiced a lot of people on The Simpsons. He gave a really cute and really sad um, tribute to Matthew Perry saying that Matthew was the one that helped him get sober. Like he would go, I think he said for a year, he would go to meetings with him. He would keep him sober. Like honestly, Matthew Perry sounds like a fucking, for how much he struggled, he sounds like a fucking legend. Like he could do it for everyone else, but for himself was just like too much. Yeah. Or, because I think he did get sober, but he had to spend so much of his time. Yeah, like he couldn't do it for himself. He had to get lots of help. Anyway, so then he said, and I created the Perry House in Malibu, a sober living facility for men. I also wrote my play, The End of Longing, which is a personal message to the world, an exaggerated form of me as a drunk. I had something important to say to people like me and to people who love people like me. When I die, I know people will talk about friends, friends, friends. And I'm glad of that. Happy I've done some solid work as an actor, as well as as given people multiple chances to make fun of my struggles on the World Wide Web. But when I die, as far as my so-called accomplishments go, it would be nice if friends were listed far behind the things I did to try and help other people. I know it won't happen, but it would be nice. And he wrote that in his memoir last year. Which is called... Friends, Lovers, and The Big Terrible Thing. Which is a great name. And I can't remember if I was talking to you or if I was talking to Ruby about this, which is just funny how life blends into one. Symptomatic of our blurred existence. But it's the classic, they were appreciated so much, but it's sort of only come out after their death, like how great of a person they were to others and how, like... I mean, not that everything has to be super public, but, you know, people coming out and saying that he was the one that helped them get sober. And and when there was the Friends reunion and it sort of came out that he hadn't caught up with them all in a while and things like that. I don't know. It's just, it's the classic retrospect. Yes. Yeah. The stuff always comes out in retrospect. And to be honest, I didn't know the depth of his addiction and struggle. Neither did I. Sort of, I think, got sort of in my mind washed with the sort of general celebrity struggle with drugs and alcohol but to hear read a little bit about it this morning and 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 sort of understand the depths of it was like really shattering Mm. he um he quotes in his book i think you actually have to have all of your own dreams come true to realize they're the wrong dreams and it's just like this kind of achingness to his existence yes he says I'm I'm 53, sitting in a huge house overlooking the ocean with no one to share it with. And it was such a, your your classic, like, it's lonely at the top. Yeah. It's lonely and it's dark and you can have all this money and bring so much joy to people's lives. Yeah. But there's such an underbelly to it. 
Oh, and I also read an excerpt. I don't know if this was in the book or where else, but he said like he always thought at this age he'd be tending to little children running around and like yeah. I just I feel like the memoir didn't get, and I think me and Ruby spoke about this too. It maybe didn't get the readership that it should have while he was alive, so that people understood all of this about mm. him. Because I almost feel like by that point he was a bit more private. He wasn't a peer, like compared to Jennifer Aniston or yeah. Courtney Cox or whatever. And so it flew under the radar maybe a little yes, bit, the memoir. Yes. I don't even really remember this coming out. No. And it's kind of ironic because we were talking about the celebrity memoir just yes. last week. And like, oh, is this over? Like, yes. I think this peaked. And it's also so interesting what happens to fandom once someone really – um, significant or famous dies it, yeah. like they it's almost like they crystallize into a whole other character in terms of the role that they've played exactly and the way that people are going outside the friend's house and still like the which the friend's house and all the landmarks that are from the show friends are still like huge tourist attractions yeah. in new york city did you go i didn't but we drove past and it was like and that's where that is. Yeah. You know, like, did you go? I was about to say, is it your, like, um, Facebook profile picture? Yeah. You and C- Me on the couch. Yeah. Central Perk. Um, so there's been cute memorials like that that just, I think you just don't realise how much people care how much people are going to hurt when something like this mm. happens. And then it does. And every time there's, like, even when Taylor Swift and Joe Owen broke up and people were this was a little bit unhinged, going to the apartment they shared on Cornelia Street, like laying roses or like laying flowers. No. Yeah, that's a bit unhinged. But before we get into the way that people are reacting, I did just want to read um, the Friends cast have just point out, put out a joint statement to People magazine, which says, we are also utterly devastated by the loss of Matthew. We were more than just castmates. We are a family. There is so much to say, but right now we're going to take a moment to grieve and process this unfathomable loss. In time, we will say more as and when we are, we are able. For now, our thoughts and our love are with Maddie's family, his friends, and everyone who loved him around the world. And then it's signed by all the friends co-hosts. No, why do I feel emotional no. just you reading it? I oh, know. <laughs> it's because they were such good friends like in the time that they were filming friends they were such good friends then i saw a video from the friends reunion where matthew perry said if we ever go to a house party like even as they're older if they ever go to a house party and one of them is there i'm gonna get emotional you apologize to the person that is hosting the party or to the people that you're there with because the rest of the night you're going to be sitting with that one cast member from friends and the whole night all you're doing is reminiscing like you apologize to everyone around you but you say this is an undeniable force yes (gasps) and when he's talking about that like oh i was fucking choking up there are also reports can't confirm this that um Lisa Kudrow, who played Phoebe, is going to adopt his dog, who his dog was, like, known to be, obviously, his companion. Um, And then one other just strange thing before we talk about sort of why we care so much about celebrity deaths or why it's okay to mourn them is there were a bunch of TikTok lives and stuff of paparazzi outside his house, like, filming his house. There was, like, aerial footage of his hot tub and yeah you couldn't see him there was a tent over it but just on the technology side and the privacy side there was some fucked up things happening like right 
after this news was announced. That's that's disgusting. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's so just a quick note. Like, sorry if you were scrolling on TikTok and you came across any lives like TikTok lives because that's horrific. That shit's fucking unhinged. But anyway, I have also seen a lot of people talking about how they're like, "Why has this hit me so close? Is it weird that I'm mourning a celebrity?" Mm. And I remember when Michael Jackson died, and obviously I was not old enough to understand the fandom of Michael Jackson. Yeah. I remember watching on the news, everyone mourn, everyone like go crazy. It would have been the same when Elvis died, the yeah. same when members of the Beatles died, whatever. But I remember thinking, like, how am I going to feel when like celebrities that are in my realm yes. die? And like, if a member of One Direction died, I remember when I was a big fan of them. This is quite morbid, but thinking like, what the fuck would I do? How would I react? Yeah. It's this weird parasocial thing. And anyway, we've had people like when Corey Monteith died and sort of shock Mac Miller, like shock people gone too soon like that, that are in our age group. But there's something about Matthew Perry that I feel like has just fucking crossed borders and everyone, like, Every second TikTok I'm seeing has hundreds and thousands of likes. And it's like, Charlie Puth is doing fucking um, tributes to him. He's singing for him. Like, I feel like he just touched everyone. Do you have any thoughts, any hot takes on why we care so much? Why we care in general or about this specifically? I think this specifically is because Friends came out at this point in time where... You could have been 30 when it came out. Mm-hmm. You could have been 15. You could have... I'm trying to think how old I was or you were seven. Yeah. yeah. Like, born. Yes. But because it was on for so long, like 10 years maybe, yeah. that it transcends, like, multiple generations. Like, my parents know what friends are. Mm. I know what friends are. Gen Z knows what friends yeah. are. So, in that respect, it's, like, kind of intergenerational reach was, like, massive. Mm-hmm. Like. There was no real mobile phones when this was invented. So you also have this like curious nostalgia that's like baked into it where I can watch it and remember not growing up with a phone and then younger people can watch it and be like, oh my God, what is this lifestyle that people used to live? And parasocial is the best way to describe it. But I also think like we grieve pop culture icons because of the profound effect that pop culture can have on our lives. Like there's a song you listen to when you're heartbroken. Someone fucking wrote that. There's a TV show you put on like an old coat every time you're sad. And like, it's, it's easy to underestimate the effect that has on your life, but it's just as significant as like your best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I can't remember what the name for it is, but it's similar. Maybe it's object permanence. I don't know if that's what it is, but there's something about like the weatherman or someone you see every single day (gasps) that that's popping up every day that makes you feel incredibly close to them, which is why we feel close to creators on TikTok that come up all the time and why, you know, your favorite Instagram influencer, you see them in the street, you kind of feel like you know them if you've seen them all the time. More so than a movie because the TV show is sequential. So there's like multiple episodes and you're like tracking someone's character narrative through like over time. Whereas in a movie, it's maximum, what, three hours and it's kind of run and done. Yeah. So this is like you're growing up with the character. Yeah. Oh, And obviously... A death is sad, like, 
no matter who it is, what it is. But I just think this one, and again, it's always unexpected. Something about Matthew Perry, I just hope that wherever he is, he can see the way the world's reacted because yeah. I just don't think he got it when he was here. Yeah. I don't think he got this outpouring of love enough. I mean, will you ever have it enough? Will you ever feel like you've done enough? I don't, th- especially if you have a stuck or addictive disposition that's yeah. like working through these ghosts. And I also think it brings up like we live in this time now where we really fetishize celebrity on any level, influencer, actor, actress, musician, however like large or small scale. And when tragedies like this happen, it really is important for us to consider like what is the dark side of what we're seeing? Yeah. What is the underbelly of this life? Because we turn turn a blind eye to it, but it's so relentless. Yes. And if we don't read the memoirs of the people that lived them, like it's so funny that we were just talking about yeah. last week. Like if we don't read their honest words and if we only see their fictional depictions of it and then just assume they're living a great life yeah. because they're rich or whatever, we're honestly doing ourselves a disservice and doing that person a disservice. Us, like celebrities are people too. <laughs> main takeaway. Other main takeaways, I just fucking hope Matthew Perry, wherever he is, can see yeah. people's outpouring of love for him. And also, if this shook you to your core and you didn't expect it, same. And it's okay. And also, don't let anyone make you feel crazy for mourning or grieving a celebrity loss or someone that you felt like was in your home every mm. night because it's, it's it's real. Yeah. It's real, guys. Um, And now, Belle, as we finish every episode mm. with something maybe a little lighter. I don't know. It depends what you've got on there. Have you got anything on your radar at the moment? Okay, well, I didn't want to bring any tension to the pod, but since you've watched ahead of me on sex education, um, that's why I've been giving you the silent treatment. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's why she went to Amsterdam. Yeah, I needed some space. I needed a three-hour flight to get to process that. No, so I will be watching that. Yes. Um, I'm listening to the new Samfer album, and it's so fucking good. I and I'm Sanford. just really enjoying like how it's been picked up by a lot of independent DJs and yeah really cool and then on the weekend I went to um a really cool DJ set by a Palestinian DJ and that was like really amazing so I kind of want to get into listening to that music wow Um, you've got such a broad taste I like would never go to a DJ set I would never listen to a DJ I'm unsure of what they even do yeah (sighs) sorry I feel like Okay, that's our new quest. Thanks for listening, everyone, on that. You've yeah. got, we've got Lucy on record. <laughs> we've got me, football and DJs. It sounds like I'm turning into a fucking bad hinge date. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah, and I've got to get my hinge date with a soundproof. We've got a lot to do in the next week. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep you posted. I kind of love the idea of, like, in a couple of weeks' time, like, we're coming live from, like... A random date, Belham. Nathan's house. Yeah. Oh, my God. Stay tuned. Um, what about you? Um, I'm really in my hosier era. Are you? I just... Okay, well... Are you horny and sad? Well, apparently. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Brittany Broski, first of all, and she did an amazing interview with him. Really, like, respected him, respected his art, but was also a fan and was also unhinged. And he... They had really good chemistry, and I loved watching it. And then, also, I love Noah Khan. I don't know if you know him. Yes. Noah. Yes, I think I've seen Come you. Come Sorry. I'm so sorry. Stop and underestimating me. It's going to make me overachieve. No, truly. <laughs> How dare I? Um, 
he's about to do a collaboration with Hosier and it's on one of Noah's best songs. Well, it's on a song they love. Stay tuned to hear what that is, everyone. Mostly because I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Is this after they collabed in Portland? Yep. Thank you. Yep, they'll be releasing that. You are. Yeah. He's been doing that with a lot of artists like Lizzie McAlpine. They on stage collabed yeah. and then releasing a song together. Is it? And it's like, oh, crazy. Hosier was in the audience. Like, yes. Is it that kind of ruse? Nah, it was um, like he was also performing at a festival or something. Basically, I'm just thinking about this for our band now. For our band, yeah. when we randomly find Hosier in the audience mm. and he comes and sings with us. Yeah, crazy. Um, and then also on my radar is our book club book, Fourth Wing, <gasps> which has really taken me on a journey. Um, but I'm actually enjoying it. Okay. Belle, I just don't think will. Thank you. It's fantasy, so it's going to be a hilarious episode, podcast episode for the book club. I think I'm just going to, yeah, I haven't started. Tomorrow I begin my quest into a new, um, whole new genre. Yes. I feel like it's like being taken to a foreign country that you probably don't think you'll vibe with, but you're doing it for the good of the people. Yes. And you're like... Wanting to experience it all anyway. Yeah, so. I'm going with an open mind, an open heart, and just try and push my normal skeptical self to, yes. the, to the fourth wing. To the fourth wing. So anyway, if you're not part of the book club, come and join so that you get to hear the podcast episode that we do about that. Because I think it's going to be funny. And there's the potential that there'll be an interview with the author of fourth wing on there. Which will be insane because she's really fucking famous. So... <laughs> Basically, um, hopefully we find a studio by then. Otherwise. Oh, yeah. Okay. On that note, On I'll that try to update my Hinge profile. <laughs> anyway, team, we love you. You already know where to find us. You can pre-order our book, Make It Make Sense, down at the link in the show notes. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.